I just want to ask you about Ottawa because from the moment you arrived, it just seems like the perfect fit. Has it gone as well as it looks from the outside for you personally? Made it a family decision. I had three or four uh, different offers on places to go. Ottawa was where they wanted to, they wanted to be, and uh, and it's worked out well. Uh, it's been a really good fit for uh, both me and uh, my family when they're there. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm ringing the bell because it is such a special day. It's Friday. And so many of our viewers love it because it's Football Friday here on the RP Show. And, uh, yes, we're coming to you from beautiful South Florida. We've got the uh, Moose, Darren Moose Dupont. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And for those uninitiated, we are live on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. We're live streaming on YouTube, so tell all your friends. If you don't have that cable network, you can join us on YouTube. And we're also on the radio. Shout out, Rhino Radio and the beautiful people of Metro Atlanta, all of Atlanta, listening on WQEE. Hey, Moose, are you ready to talk football? I, I get, get ready, man. I hope that you're mentally sharp. Because I'm going to throw a few okay. things at you football-wise here today, okay? You ready? You ready to go? You I'll feeling good? I'm feeling great. Okay. I'm feeling great. Let's go. I see Carlos in Indianapolis says, it has been a great week for football on the RP show. He's right, but for uh, for the most part, it's almost entirely football today. We've got Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com. Canada's Adam Schefter coming up in hour two. Joey Alfieri of the Montreal Alouettes joining us. He's in hour one. Uh, Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn and let's get down to it. Clark is not with us. Producer Clark is not with us. He's doing double duty today. So Jordan's doing his best octopus impression. And so far, so good. Okay, we're going to open with what I'm sure everybody's talking about. The Thursday night football game and then a fun audience participation question too, okay? This is where I said put your thinking caps on. Baker Mayfield threw a 23-yard touchdown pass to Van Jefferson with 10 seconds to go to cap a 98-yard drive, and the L.A. Rams earned a shocking 17-16 comeback victory over the Las Vegas Raiders just two days after the Rams claimed Mayfield off waivers from Carolina. The former top pick went 22-35 for 230 yards and snapped the defending Super Bowl champion six-game losing streak in dramatic fashion. Listen. We got a lot of ballers listening today because the CFL guys, it's now their offseason, and uh, I know they're listening or watching. So you guys tell me this, and the American football guys that are in the States, you, if you can answer this, that last drive for the Rams, Baker Mayfield took a sack, and he took a big sack. And Darren, the analytics say, because it's such a big part of what we do in the world now, and especially football, they say if you allow a sack on any, if you allow a sack, your chances of scoring a touchdown in that drive are less than 20%, I think 18%. So basically, you allow a sack, 82% of the time, your drive's going to end and not get a touchdown. Baker wasn't here on that. And I love that guy. I've been saying it all week. And I think the only way you're going to get Baker Mayfield to quit is you're going to have to put a bullet in him because he's never going to quit. Never say die on a play, on his career. I just love that guy. So I was very happy with how that game ended. What's your assessment of it? Yeah, Baker Mayfield's out there looking like Tom Brady in the last uh, minute of the game. 
You know, he looked like Brady against the Saints. And that was unbelievable. I mean, you were telling me about Sean McVay's speech uh, in our pre-show meeting. You know, he gave him the game ball and said, this guy's been here 10 minutes. I think it's less than 48 hours. Yeah. He was in L.A. And, and you know, with that group. And most of the time, I saw a couple of photos of him with movie stars. He's with uh, Jeremy Piven and others. But he got in there and just let it fly. And here's a guy with a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. But he's ultra creative. When he's on, his arm is very accurate. That was always his hallmark was accuracy. It just hasn't translated at the NFL level. But to go 98 yards, I heard all the tweets. If Baker goes 98 yards, I'll eat my shirt. I'll do this. I'll blah, 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 blah. And everybody was eating their words after that 98-yard drive. That's magic, man. You don't have to watch the game. You just got to watch the final two minutes. It was Tuesday. They claimed him off rate waivers. Two days later, he's playing. Listen, I worked in pro football for 20 years in the trenches with a team. And acquiring a guy game week and playing him is unheard of, let alone 48 hours. But the ballers, you tell me if you can what the analytics are for when you allow a sack on any given drive, how far down your chances go of scoring a touchdown on that drive. It's minuscule. He overcame it, and I love the guy. And, of course, the thing is he's just keeping the spot warm, I would think, until Matthew Stafford is healthy again, I would think. That's the sucky thing, but who knows? Hell of a story on Thursday Night Football. Uh, WQEE Rock in Metro Atlanta writing in. Ryan O'Radio says, RP and Moose, time for the RP show. Thank you, Ryan. Shout out to the Peach State. And I will get to the comments uh, in a moment. Oh, Randy from Winnipeg saying, what's up with Baker Mayfield headbutting teammates with helmets when he is helmetless? He was a little fired up. How well do you know football people? They're just very aggressive. They're very aggressive people. And so Baker, I said, I've loved him from his OU days. I was upset he went to Cleveland because I knew that probably wasn't going to go well. It doesn't go well for anybody there. I thought he'd have a chance in Carolina. That didn't pan out, but I still know he's a winner. I know he's a fighter, and I love people like that. And I'm glad to see him come out on top and prove Shove it where the sun don't shine. Way to go, Baker. Anyways, my fun question for the audience participation. I have a friend, Dean Bear. He put a photo on Twitter of him and his son leaving the airport in Canada, flying to Los Angeles to watch the Miami Dolphins play on Sunday in the National Football League, SoFi Stadium. And he's like, my son's first game was his thing. And I want to ask the viewers, what was your first NFL game? Guy to think about it for a second. And mine was Seattle, 1995-96. We went out there with the Regina Pats, and the owners of the team were good enough to buy tickets for the whole football team, a uh, whole hockey team, to go watch the Seahawks play in the old kingdom. It was awesome. And they were playing the New York Jets. I'll never forget it. And I was just, Joe Hill, Billy. From the town of 640 people, the hayseed that I am, man, didn't get that was the biggest day of my life. The first NFL game, 1995, and I thank the Pats for buying the tickets. That was mine. Seattle, 90s. What was yours, Moose? Well, I think you should know you were there with me. It was okay. 2018 <laughs> in December. We got photos walking across the bridge. 
off the off Broadway down towards Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And it was a Sunday afternoon. We were going early to tailgate. We hung out with the cheerleaders. We had a private little uh, get together in the corner inside the stadium. And then uh, and then we watched Tennessee beat the New York Jets in that football game. That was it. And then what, four days later, we watched them beat Jacksonville on Thursday night football in person. So I got two back to back. Uh, really quick uh, with my team. So those were my first two experiences. Remember that time that week when we were in that bar, it was called losers and the door flew open and all those cheerleaders came in, but they were the new Orleans saints cheerleaders and they were on a bye week and they came to Nashville to party because it wasn't new Orleans. Thank God I quit drinking, man. <laughs> I come home from all they I come home from Nashville photos. in a box. Yeah, they wanted photos <laughs> of us. They're like, you guys are doing a radio show here. That's hot. That's hot. Sheesh. I should have dug up Whoever those photos. In- I have them. <laughs> Do you? Uh, maybe Monday. Yeah. It happened, folks. It happened. Trust us. Carlos in Indianapolis says a 2006 NFL wildcard game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Colts. Jeff the Stamps fan says Oakland Raiders at San Diego Chargers. Late December 2003, I was at Disneyland with family, but I skipped out one day to go to a game. There's a football guy for you right there. Um, Ryan from Toronto writes in and says, Happy Football Friday, Rod Squad. John Ohm writes in, he says, hmm, Magic Mayfield. (laughs) And John says, my first NFL game was 1994, Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the old Sombrero Stadium. Good times. So you guys keep those comments going with that, if you don't mind. And I'm going to move on here, but what was your first NFL game? And way to go, Baker Mayfield. I love him. He's a winner. He's a fighter. And he ain't going down without a fight. And I love that. By the way, hey, the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 online raffle is live now. We got people driving into Saskatchewan to buy their tickets. We got them having their family buy their tickets for them and getting the money e-transferred back and forth. Because you got to be in Saskatchewan to buy the tickets. 19 years of age and over. We're going to make the draw one week from today. And we're just asking you to help out the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan. They improve people's quality of life every day through mobility equipment, medical assistance, travel. It's the most important thing that we do in Saskatchewan. That is a fact, Jack. Telemiracle5050.com. The uh, website is obviously live now. The draw is live now. Please just get it done. And don't wait until the last minute. We got to spend a couple minutes on hockey. Uh, By the way, we did meet with uh, Bet Regal yesterday. And our exclusive betting partner in Sportsbook, and they really love deal or no deal. That's what I got out of that conversation, Darren. They're like, we really like that, what you guys do. I'm like, well, thank you. Uh, I came up with that myself. We'll play that next hour. National Hockey League Thursday night. Pierre-Luc Dubois scored twice, had an assist. Connor Hellebuck made 29 saves, and the Winnipeg Jets beat the St. Louis Blues 5-2. Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler, and Cole Perfetti, Mom Spaghetti, also scored, and Mark Shifley added a pair of assists. The Jets have won three straight. Shout out Winnipeg. We love you. Thanks for watching on TS Cable. 
on Game Plus and, of course, YouTube, too. Mitch Marner scored a second-period goal to extend his point streak to 21 games as the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the L.A. Kings 5-0. Ilya Samsonov made 29 saves to earn his first shutout of the season. Braden Point had two goals, and the Tampa Bay Lightning scored three times in the third period to beat the Nashville Predators 5-2. Todd Sagan scored with 29 seconds left in overtime, and the Dallas Stars beat the Ottawa Senators 4-3 to avoid their first three-game losing streak of the season. Here in Sunrise, Florida, veteran Chris Tierney scored his first goal of the season in his second game with Florida, and the Panthers scored four times in the second period to wallop the Detroit Red Wings 5-1. Rookie Matt Kirstead also scored his first goal for the Panthers, who have won seven in a row over Detroit. I'll say something about that. We got time. Can you interject and just tell our viewers about the uh, Ryan Lomberg story, the guy they call the Lamborghini down here in Florida? People think that we're BSing about the friendships and so forth that we're making here in Florida. I'm not a BSer. Never have been. You can't BS a BSer. Tell folks. What's going on, man? This is pretty cool. I didn't even know about it until this morning. <laughs> no, it's pretty neat. You know, I'm browsing our Instagram story because when we're out and, you know, we all share in, in contributing to the social, you had posted some great videos from the game, from the arena. And one of them, you were down at ice level capturing this wonderful moment with Ryan Lomberg coming to the glass, his wife on the other side, and his young child. His wife's holding up the baby up against the glass and Ryan's doing this and he's waving and it's a great little moment and you're capturing it back and forth. So I pulled it, saved it, added it as uh, an Instagram video. I tagged the NHL, the Panthers and, and Ryan Lumberg himself in it. And lo and behold, after the game was over, I, we got a DM from Ryan you know, thanking us uh, so much for that video and wondering if we can send him the raw file because his wife really saw it and really wants the uh, video. So he thanked us for capturing that moment, him and his family, and uh, and we're going to get him on the show here soon to talk about that and the Panther season. So very excited. Yeah, he said he wants to said he wants to come on. Ryan Lomberg, they call him the Lomberghini, and my buddy Thad, that's his favorite Panther. And, uh, and Jess, too, which incidentally, I watched the first period in the press box, the second period in a suite. And the third period with my friends, Jess and Thad, who were sitting two rows apart, but we had a great visit. Uh, it was a party in there last night. The booze was flowing. And I did leave early. Um, did, I don't know if you saw this video going around of a big brawl in the stands. Um, uh, that happens when you add alcohol. Festive season. They were getting into it. These things happen. Um, can I say something about the Detroit Red Wings? I went to the game quite early. And listen, it's now been a little over a year that I've been living in NHL markets. I mean, I was around it with my dad, but not day-to-day like this, not at every game. And now I am. The Detroit Red Wings support staff, some of their broadcast crew, they all got white hair. And they just carry themselves like the Detroit freaking Red Wings. You know what I mean? Or more like the Detroit Red Wings. You know, they all got the Red Wings logo stitched in their leather briefcase, you know, and a suit that's got the Red Wings logo on there, like shoving it out like that. It's kind of you not even doing that because they're so cool and so old, they know they're cool. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and I'm sitting there going, I wonder what other teams yeah. are like that. I bet the Chicago Blackhawks are like that. Any original six team, Leafs, they all got white hair, and they all just reek of, we're awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. We walk around very regal and 
And it's just, you ooze professionalism and confidence and history of success. And it's just, it's so cool. That's why, you know, you have to be patient in life and earn it. You have to earn it because, you know, they're not just hiring young people right off the street and throwing them in an executive positions. It means something to be in those organizations. At least it should. Some teams are. And they got a million people running around with walkie-talkies on and headsets that are 19 years old, not old enough to shave. And Detroit, it was just, it was just awesome. It was cool. I'm like, I can't wait to have white hair. I'm going to have to ditch my control GX. Let it go, baby. Ted in Red Deer says, I think it's called class, boys. Oh, I know. Kevin the Medium says, perception is everything. It just, it just, it was just emanating off of them, man. I'm like, this is cool. This is Original Six, Detroit. We'll be back. We're only two points into the quick six. On the way, Joey Elferi and Justin Duncan is a football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and WQEE, the key, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Outstanding job done by Director Jordan today because we don't have a Clark. He is busy doing other things in the massive IKS studios, the warehouse. And uh, way to go, Jordan. I just want to point that out. Value people, Moose, as they say. Um, we're asking our viewers a few things. I always get ensconced in the YouTube comments in the break and forget what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, it is a football Friday here. We're having fun. I just, I, it's another Friday. And man, these weeks are whizzing by. I'm like, let's just have fun. If you're looking to tune in here and learn something, you went to the wrong place. But if you came here to have a belly laugh and feel good, you came to the right place. And the people texting in, one of our questions today is, what was your first NFL game? I said mine was Seattle, 1995. Yours was Nashville, 2018. Sean in Vancouver, BC is watching on Game Plus, and he says, Bears at the Cardinals. About 10 years ago, Jake Cutler was something like 2-5 and five at halftime. Oh, 2 for 5 at halftime. NFL games can be really boring live. Really boring, really long. I can't explain it. Don't want to get into it. CFL is hella more exciting and entertaining than the NFL football. It's the shit spa, the shininess, right? And the fact that we feel like we know the players because we see them in the TV commercials. We see them on TV all the time. Richard Murray is watching in North Battleford, Sask. He said, my first NFL game is never still waiting to get to one. Maybe have to win the lottery first. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know how expensive the tickets are. I mean, I do. Uh, that's why part of the reason why I don't go to everyone. They're very expensive. But I st- stop for a second because it is a football Friday. Guilty as charged, farm kid here, Canadian, new in this area. Still trying to figure out this college football thing. The Boca Raton Bowl. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl 
will be here in Boca Raton in about 10 days' time, Darren, featuring the Liberty Flames, coached by Hugh Freeze and his offensive coordinator, Ken Austin, and they're taking on Toledo. Yes, Kent's going to be here in Boca. Worlds colliding, Jerry. And I thought about, well, I was asked today, do you want to go down and broadcast live from the Liberty Flames Hotel? You're going to be at the game, going to be in the press box. And I'm like, I know that's 10 days away, dude. My bracelet says one day at a time. Overload! But I went and looked at the tickets, and they were $57 for sideline, $32 for the end zone. That ain't bad for a bowl game, wouldn't you say? It's cheap. Very cheap. It's good. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, yeah. College football has it right, and some junior hockey teams have it right. NLL, too, the tickets are, are cheap. Um, Don, our Navy friend, says my first NFL game was at Huskies Stadium in 1999, Indianapolis versus the Seahawks. Both teams sucked at the time. That was obviously Donnie Boy when they were building whatever they're calling it now. Lululemon Field. What do they call the Seahawks Stadium? Been, been, Lumen been a million Field. Yeah, names. I, think, uh, I think it's Lumen now. It was Century. I think Lake. it's Lululemon Field. I think it's Lululemon Field. Um, <laughs> John in Edmonton says, Rod, Edmonton Elks hire former Riders offensive line coach Stephen Sorrells. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, good for Sorrells. He was at our Great Cup party. Did you talk to him? Did you get introduced to Sorrells at the party? I didn't. No, I didn't get introduced to him. I okay. might have been, been on limo yeah. service at the time. Oh, yeah. Don Mitchell, uh, sorry, Jeff the Stams fan wants to know why were they playing at Husky Stadium. It's because they were building Lululemon Field. I remember it. They knocked down the Kingdom, and while they build the new, built the new stadium in Seattle, the new football stadium, they played at the University Stadium for a couple of years. I remember that very well. I didn't kill all my brain cells. Ryan in Toronto uh, watching on Game Plus says the CFL's 20-second play clock really helps the game pace. It helps the game pace for sure, but watch an NFL game sometime. They start the 40-second play clock the second the last play ended. Whereas with the CFL, for the most part, the clock doesn't start till the time gets whistled in, and in some cases, the snap of the ball. Arlen Bruce, the third, writes in. He says, 1995, my first NFL game at Arrowhead Stadium. I was honored at halftime for Gatorade High School Player of the Week. I got to stand on the logo. It was amazing. I was honored twice that year. I don't doubt it, man. I'm surprised they didn't uh, rename it the Arlen Bruce Award. I went on to stardom in the CFL, right, Moose? And a little cup of coffee in the NFL. Um, Kevin, the medium, says mine was Buffalo versus Seattle. Flutie was quarterback at the time. They called it. Canada Day, free beer. I don't remember much. <laughs> he says, I think it was 1999 or 2000. Uh, again, that is why we do what we do here. Uh, have fun. What I tell you? You want to come here and have fun and talk to a couple guys you know? That's what we do here. We don't get too serious. We don't get too deep. People are starting to figure that out. Sidestepping for one second, a hockey question. Phil, 3223. That's his handle on YouTube. He says, the way Tage Thompson played against the Blue Jackets, I would have thought Russia would have traded for him. Um, Try harder. 
And I don't want to talk about Brittany Griner today. Because the jokes are going around. I'll tell you the one thing Serena brought up this morning. We were going in for coffee or leaving Brooklyn Water Bagel. We were leaving. And she said, did you see in the news they're talking about a U.S. military vet is still in a jail in Russia? And now the big thing down here is how come Brittany Griner gets out and the U.S. military vet is still in jail over there? How come she's more important? I'm like, don't want to touch it. Nothing to do with me. Let's keep it fun and light. What do you say, Darren? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I will get back to the CFL points in a moment, but uh, the Leafs, the 5 nothing over the Kings last night. Dude, are you getting excited about the Toronto Maple Leafs? I, at times I am, yeah. I mean, especially last night too. Um, they just kept pouring it on. And they've got the talent to do it. It's it's with that group though, the age of that group. Can you keep them engaged? Like when I see them trying to get Marner the point streak, this team like working hard. And when they're all pulling in the same direction, they're very tough to beat. And the energy on that bench is good. And it's okay, let's go. Let's get another one. Let's go. Let's keep working to try and get this one. And they're pushing really tough. It's just when they get pushed back on, when they get pushed back on, sometimes they can't handle it. That's what we've seen in the playoffs. So I'm I'm getting really excited. I really am. Um, I'd like to see now this group deal with some adversity and see how they handle that. If they win the Stanley Cup, I will be. I will stand and applaud the Toronto Maple Leafs. I I have nothing against the Leafs. I I goof on them because they're your team and they're Clark's team and they're easy to goof on. But I, you look at them now and it's like, man, they're going after it. They're playing hard. Um, where's my thing? John Ohm Ohm says politics and sports don't mix too well. I will have my sports straight up, please. I'm with you. Yes. Uh, I learned it in the uh, pandemic. And by the way, Wayne in Victoria, BC watching says, that's a good idea, Rod. The less politics we talk about (laughs) on the RP show, the better. Hello. Um, I was dabbling down the road during the COVID because there was no sports going on and I got a show to do and I got a commentary to run on radio stations. I got to get something out there. So I was starting to give my thoughts on COVID and vaccines and remember that. And I'm like, I can handle, I got a thick skin, but when I started to lose followers and our ratings were going down, I'm like, Nope, not for me, not doing that. So we'll stick to sports instead of politics and let, I don't know how the other guys were allowed to do it. But good for them. Um, back on point. Back on Braden Point. By the way, I want to do something fun tonight. I don't know if Serena will agree or not. I'd like to go to the movie Violent Night. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's in theaters now. It's in theaters now. Go to a movie this weekend. Do something fun for the love of Pete. Landmark Cinemas. When a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, Taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant, Santa Claus, played by David Harbour. He's on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Playing right now at Landmark Cinemas. I can't. I'm, on, I'm in a glass case of emotion wondering how this is going to turn out. It's called Violent Night. 
and Santa's no more n- Mr. Nice Guy. So you think I you might the go previews? to yeah, yeah, I think we're going to go tonight. You mentioned it. I'm like trying to think of what's going to happen tonight, and that's going to be it. Um, what's wild is, do you know? remember John Leguizamo? He's kind of funny. No. You see, you know, if you look him up, John Leguizamo, you'll know who it is. I guarantee you'll be like, that guy, he's in it. And in the previews, he's one of the bad guys trying to rob the house or whatever he's trying to do. Um, so I think it's going to be part comedy. I think it's going to be fun, um, a little intense. Looking forward to it. Violent night. Sounds ridiculous. So much so that you got to go. But I don't know that I can convince her. We'll see. The Canadian Football League, because it is a football Friday. The Ottawa Red Blacks have signed kicker Lewis Ward to a two-year contract. The 30-year-old has been with the Red Blacks since signing with the CFL team before the 2018 season after going undrafted. In an only-in-the-CFL moment, and our next guest, Joey Alfieri, might be able to corroborate this. I think this is true. He was once a security guard in the stadium, correct? He was a security guard at TD Place I think when he was playing university football, ends up playing for the team. And that's, well, Vince Papali was somewhat similar to that. Philadelphia Eagles fame. You've watched the movie Invincible. But Lewis Wards is a great story. He was named the league's outstanding rookie in 2018, setting a CFL single season record with a field goal percentage of 98.1%. And he set a pro football record with 69 consecutive field goals. We all know this. But I'm just reminding you, and Lewis Ward has signed a two-year deal. I think he's from Ottawa. He didn't want to play anywhere else. It's one of the all-time great CFL stories, and that's what makes the CFL, that's one of the things that makes the CFL so great. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. 100%, I agree. It is what makes it great. The stories of these guys, and um, he's one of, the, one of the good stories in the Canadian Football League. So love seeing him re-sign. Love having Lewis Ward as part of the Canadian Football League. Most, uh, we will be playing deal or no deal a little later on. Quickly, the poll, who are the teams for the Jersey poll real quick? A retro reverse poll question today for Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center. The two teams are I think are Jordan pulled it up. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Carolina and Buffalo today. Okay, I'm so sorry. Now, look, look we're throwing this at him just before the commercial break. Carolina and Buffalo are our two teams. Nice work, Jordan. I'm sorry, I got to go to the Sabres. I just do. As I look at that, yeah. I think the other stuff is just too plain. Vegas did that. Obviously, Carolina's done that. It's too plain, dude. I'm voting yeah. for the Sabres, but that's not to say I'm right. I'm about, about 50-50 for what I think we should win and what will win. Uh, we're in round one of our jersey bracket. We're voting every day for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We will be right back. It's a football Friday on the RP Show, Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and on the radio, Metro Atlanta, WQEE, the key, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Don't mind me. Uh, just, we're all pulling it together here. Producer Clark is not available, so we're, I'm tweeting the poll right now. Whose retro reverse jersey is better? 
The Buffalo Sabres or the Carolina Hurricanes. Go vote now and uh, don't mind me. There you go. There's a look at the jerseys. For me, it's Buffalo in a romp. It ain't even close. They wouldn't win a playoff series between the two, but they got the jersey hands down. Joey L. Fieri, formerly of TSN 690 Montreal, now with Les Alouettes. From the front office, joining us today. Hey, Joey, how you doing, my man? Always good to see you. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great. I'm absolutely fantastic. We got the poll question there. I have an informal viewer question today, an audience question. It's when and where was your first NFL game? Do you remember yours, Joey? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, my first NFL game was in uh cleveland and i saw a stinker i saw i saw so it was a full transparency Uh, my brother and my cousin threw me a bachelor party with a lot of my friends i got married uh, almost five years ago now and we did ohio state maryland and columbus on the saturday and then we did the browns and jets on the sunday uh so that was uh that was my first nfl game i've been to a couple since uh but that was a really memorable football weekend we were like 106,000 people at the uh, Ohio State game on the Saturday. That was wild, too. Yeah, well, so Ohio knows their football, which, by the way, we air daily in Ohio across the whole state on Buckeye Cable. They all carry Game Plus television. Actually, it's in our top 10 states for viewership. So would you suggest going to a college game instead of NFL? You would obviously say CFL, but if you're going to the states, what are you picking, college or NFL? Uh, I, I guess I'll go, I'll go NFL, I guess, but that, that experience, I mean, you can't go wrong either way. And I just want to say, you know, I know that it does get cold, uh, in Ohio, uh, like it does in most of the rest of Canada. I loved Ohio. I love Cleveland. I love Columbus. I've had, uh, some of the best barbecue I've ever had was at a restaurant in Cleveland. I think anybody who, who slams Ohio probably hasn't been, I, I love Ohio and I'm not just talking it up because uh, they uh, they pick up the show in Ohio. I really loved the the, the time that we spent there, uh, I, and I'd like to go back. I love Ohio. I was there for the NHL draft in 2007, and uh, it was amazing. Uh, Columbus, Ohio specifically. So, Joey, uh, obviously you're with Les Alouettes, and uh, interesting times. I, you know, looking for a head coach, obviously. They've got some shortlist candidates there. Tough one, isn't it, man? This was your first full year, if I'm not mistaken, working on the team side. So what did you learn in that role? Let's talk about you for a second and maybe what you didn't expect. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like I've been asked that question a lot, and I think I started in February, uh, so I'm coming up on a year soon. Um, The thing I learned the most is just I didn't realize um, how – tight the entire operation is um and specifically i mean like i wasn't expecting uh to to work with and make all these relationships with um people in in ticketing for example or or you know even on the football side you know you do get to bump into people and you do get to talk to people and it's not even so much about the job uh, but it was just getting to know that and before i worked uh for the football team you know i i didn't think you know, I thought you'd stick in your department and you'd hang out with the people in your department, but um, maybe it's just an Alouettes thing. I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to, um, but uh, I'm really impressed by the way, you know, the, the behind the scenes, the way everyone kind of works together um, and, and pulls, you know, this thing together and makes a, an 18 game season plus preseason plus postseason work. I mean, it was just, it was eye opening uh, to see uh, what went down behind the scenes this year. It was really, really cool. 
the winning teams and the good organizations do exactly that. And clearly you guys are that because you hosted a playoff game. Um, and this is a chat we could have for hours, but there was a coaching change. And Kahari Jones is a fine guy. I don't need to ask you if you like him because anybody who knows him likes him. I mean, that's the that's the other side of it, man. Obviously, you don't regret taking that job, Joey, but th- that's the tough side of doing that. And the media, people have no idea what that's like. Yeah, like absolutely, you know, no regrets taking the job. I'm living out a dream. I've been going to Alouettes games and CFL games since I was since I was a kid, single digits. Um, but you know, I, I I really like Kari. I have a lot of respect um, for for what he does, and, and I think that he did it uh, at a really high level. And he was definitely you know part of the turnaround. People forget the Alouettes have you know it's been going well on the field here the last few years and the last couple of seasons, but. Uh, before 2019, it was bleak, and he was definitely a, a part of that, and I feel like he took it a certain distance. Um, and, and now it's going to be up to someone else uh, to take it the rest of the way. But you know what, Roddy? There was a couple weeks, I'm not going to lie to you, there's a couple weeks this year where uh, it was heavy. You know, the week after the coaching change, it was it was heavy because of the, you know, you never want to see people get fired, but you believe um, that things are going to turn around, and they did. Uh, and then, you know, losing, I'm not going to lie, losing the East Final uh, in Toronto and coming back to the office that following week and the and the next day on the Monday that was uh, that was tough too. I, I'm a really competitive guy, even though you know I have nothing to do with the end result. I've always been competitive, and so you know to get knocked out uh, by the Argos when you're so close, you know one possession game to go to the Grey Cup that was tough too. But it's just I feel like you know looking back on it now that I've had some time to think. Uh, I feel like when you get to go through those moments um, again with those people behind the scenes, uh, you come out closer uh, and tougher and more resilient. So I'm really hoping that that carries into 2023. Uh, Well, you're either going one of two directions. You're getting worse or you're getting better. And you guys are clearly going the right direction. I mean, you would have to agree with that. I'm sure that you do. Let me ask you this. Well, Well, we got a couple of minutes left. Gary Stern. I get a real kick out of that guy. We had him on the air here today, and I don't know, even know what you can say. Like, is he in? Is he out? I don't know. He just seems like a really interesting cat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, you know, he's always treated me uh, well, respectfully. I, I just, I'm not the right person to ask, Roddy, honestly. Like, I, I don't deal with ownership uh, on a daily basis, so I really don't know uh, what's going on uh, in that sense. I guess Gary and Mario would be able to answer those questions better. Yeah, and I apologize for the grenade. It just popped into my mind. And for our U.S. viewers, this is one of the owners of the Alouettes, Gary Stern, who just he just says the wildest things. He just seems like the nicest guy. And I'm like, dude, do you know what you're saying? None of it's bad. But I'm like, owners don't talk like this. He just seems like a normal guy that happens to own a football team. So that's all I got to say. So what's up for Christmas and the Alfieri uh, household, Joey? Yeah, I mean it's it's mostly family time. Uh, where you we, you know, like everybody else, we run around uh, a little bit. Uh, wife works hard throughout the year. Uh, family works hard, so it'll just be one of those. Uh, we'll probably, you know, what it's funny, Roddy. Like uh, we sit around the table as a family at, at Christmas and uh, and we talk football. Like to me, it's not a job. You know, what I mean? like I just I love going to work every day. I've got the smile ear to ear, um, and I grew up. Part of the reason I'm so passionate. 
uh, about football, obviously. Uh, my dad brought us to games. We've had season tickets in the family for a long time. Uh, my younger brother, who's, who's just a handful of years younger than me, uh, always has an opinion. We seem to uh, differ on opinions, whether it's the CFL, the NFL, or NCAA football. Uh, so the, the discussions kind of get heated at times. Uh, the wives, the moms have to uh, get in the way and, and, and break it up sometimes, but uh, it's uh, it's all in good fun. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on. It's a lot of family time and probably a lot of football talk. Good for you. Good to hear. And uh, next time we chat, I will task you with this in 2023, making our good mutual friend Chris Knuckles Nyland a CFL fan. Uh, it's going to take a while, but we got to get this done. <laughs> Joe, 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 Noel. Hey, my friend. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, buddy. Joey Alfieri from the Montreal Alouette. Viewer takeover coming up next in a sports update. It's a football Friday here on the RP show on Game Plus TV, available all across Quebec on Videotron, East Link, Rogers Cable. If you don't get it, call your cable provider. And of course, on YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Here we go. It is Football Friday, of course. And we're taking your questions. And loving it. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us right in the studio. Some folks have done that, and i got a sports update coming up here, too. It's been a secondary poll question, if you will. Not even a poll question, a fun question today. And that is, what was your first NFL game that you've attended in person? And interestingly enough, Sharon in Calgary writes in. She's watching on Game Plus TV. And she says, Sharon and Todd Burling from Calgary here. First NFL game, November 6th, 2022 in Phoenix to see the Arizona Cardinals. And yes, we wore our rider jerseys. This is probably too much to even ask um, Jordan to do, but she sent her photo. If Clark was here, we could pull it up. But uh, you sent me those photos, uh, Sharon, at the time. So it was just over a month ago that she was there at an NFL game. In Glendale. So, how did this come about? I saw a friend of mine, Dean Bear, putting on Twitter that he and his kid think they were Saskatoon or Regina Airport heading to LA for their first NFL game. He was taking his son to watch the Dolphins, his favorite team. How exciting is that? See, a lot of people make an NFL trip. Wayne in Victoria, BC, writes in and says, Hey, Rod, I've watched several other sports talk shows and the reason you're the best is because of your interactions with the viewers on the text line as well as on the youtube chat i always come back to the rp show well i was talking to kevin the medium the other day he convinced his brother to check this show out and now he's hooked and his brother where is he at kevin he's got to be in alberta somewhere he said this show's addictive okay Jordan has just said he got the photo. How about this kid? Jordan is the rock star of the day. There's Todd and Sharon at the Cardinals game wearing rider jerseys, and I'm sure they had a lot of comments. What a beautiful stadium that is, by the way, State Farm. One of my favorites in the National Football League, although can I tell you this? I got a bit of a big mouth, and sometimes I put my foot in it. 
And I was at that stadium. I was sitting in an owner's suite. That's all I'll say, okay? It was the Cardinals against the uh, Eagles. Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate that. And uh, the owner turned to me. I believe he had a cigar in his mouth, but it wasn't lit. And he goes, what do you think of our stadium here? And I said, it's all right. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Our old stadium's like this. He didn't like it. It looked like he just swallowed a liter of sour milk. (laughs) Sometimes honesty is not the best policy. Sports update, the soaring Winnipeg Jets are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks in NHL play tonight. Winnipeg coming off a 5-2 win at St. Louis last night. That gave the Central Division leaders their sixth win in seven games. Meanwhile, the Calgary Flames go for a fourth win in a row when they visit the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's the start of a three-game road trip for the Flames. And, of course, didn't even say here, but that's the first time they'll face Johnny Hockey. The question is, how Big of a beatdown to the Flames give the Blue Jackets tonight. How much do the Flames win by tonight? Also, the Edmonton Oilers look to build on an 8-2 win over Arizona when they welcome the Minnesota Wild. As I said, the Oilers had a nice practice the other night playing against Arizona. The Toronto Raptors are in Orlando tonight for the first of two road games against the Magic. Toronto continues its up-and-down season following a 126-113 win over the undermanned Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday. But forget about the Crafters. The Atlanta Hawks, here come the Hawks, are at Brooklyn tonight. Come on, Hawks, you're making me look bad. Oh, we're inside 30 seconds. Brittany Greiner has returned to the United States nearly 10 months after her detention in Russia sent off a political firestorm. Her status as an openly gay black woman in prison in a country where authorities have been hostile to the LBGTQ community brought tremendous attention to her case. Moscow's invasion of Ukraine after her arrest complicated matters further. Uh, that's about all I want to say. See you after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQEE after this. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.